a moist towelette museum inside a planetarium. There's a growing global potato shortage affecting all the French fries all over the world. And Cambodia's famous mind-detecting rat has passed away. These are the Weird Stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by me, Jonesy. And I record inside my closet. And here we are again, you and me, in the closet. A man runs a moist towelette museum out of a planetarium. That's the sentence. That's the title. Uh, A lot to unpack here. He has a moist towelette museum. That's A. As if that wasn't weird enough. B, he runs it out of a planetarium. (laughs) I don't see the connection between a planetarium and a moist towelette, but okay. I don't even know there was enough moist towelettes in the world to have a museum. Are there that many brands of moist towelettes that you can have a museum? Perhaps he runs a museum of used moist towelettes. Like this one was used to wipe a bullet wound. And this one was used by a woman with leprosy. It says here, it all began as a joke. A small collection of moist towelettes jammed into a box in an office drawer at a Pittsburgh planetarium. John French says he and a friend were amazed at the strange collections that he found online in the early days of the Internet. He couldn't find any moist towelette collections or websites, so he began one. Here's a quote from him. I said, I'm going to be the first one to have moist towelettes on the Internet. He, he's the founder of the Moist Towelette Museum. This guy, French, John French. He never imagined his collection would grow to more than 1,000 moist towelettes and travel from Pennsylvania to Texas and then Michigan, gathering momentum. There's a picture of him holding at least four kinds of moist towelettes and a little flyer for the Moist Towelette Museum. Claims he has over a thousand moist towelettes in his collection, a thousand different moist towelettes. Who knew? I guess when you take in consideration all the sizes of moist towelettes that you could have. He runs his miniature museum out of the corner of his office at the Abrams Planetarium in Lansing, Michigan. He displays hundreds of individually wrapped moist towelettes from every continent, except Antarctica. Oh, what's wrong with Antarctica? What do you got against Antarctica, Mr. French? Towelettes have been marketed to clean everything from fingers to your private parts. You know, your nether regions. They were invented in 1958. Did you know the moist towelette was invented in 1958 by guess what individual? Guess what country the individual's from? Of course, America. He's an American. Arthur Julius came up with the idea that became a trademark of the Kentucky Fried Chicken Meal. Ooh, was that the first time that the moist towelette was used widespread, widespread use? Over the years, the moist towelette was sold alongside everything from messy meals to popcorn. People have donated to this guy French's museum, which consists of a corner shelving unit from all over the world. Another picture of his... Wow, he's just got... He doesn't really seem to have this thing organized. It's like piles and piles of towelettes just thrown on a shelf. (laughs) Some of these packages look like they're decades old. Oh, my goodness. Just gross. In one of these photos, he's showing off the oldest moist towelette in his collection in the museum. It dates to 1963. And it it came alongside a a meal of greasy fried chicken. (laughs) 1963. 
He has one used towelette donated by Tom and Ray Magliosi. You guys know the hosts of NPR's long-running weekly car talk show. They used this towelette to clean off some car grease back in the day. So I guess they donated it. Any other celebrities donate to your collection, Mr. French? You got one that Salma Hayek used to wipe her booty. Oh, man, that'd be worth millions. Mr. French says he has dreams of procuring the holy grail of moist towelettes, a Star Trek-themed collection with images of Captain Kirk and Spock. But for now, he only has a picture of it and a dream. I don't understand what this is at all. There was a Star Trek-themed collection of moist towelettes with Captain Kirk and Spock on them. That seems like a strange thing to make. Oh, man, Star Trek fans, though, have anything Star Trek and Star Wars that you can imagine could be possibly invented with their logo on them or some theme has been. It's probably like Star Wars tampons, I'd imagine. You insert them and they go... You take them out and they go... All right, that's stupid. In the meantime, if you guys want to visit this museum of moist towelettes, I mean, if your level of boredom between 1 to 10 is like 10.5, and you would like to go to the Lansing, Michigan Museum of Moist Towelettes, you could drop by and sign the guest book, apparently. John claims the interest is high. Yeah, John, I don't believe you that the interest is high, but you, you have to say that in an interview, of course. You can't make it sound like no one wants to visit your museum. You have to say the interest is high. He claims that he's not sure if it's uh, so high because of the pandemic boredom or just societal preoccupation with hand cleaning. <laughs> Says Mr. French first had an inkling he was onto something when he set he set it up at his previous workplace, a planetarium in Texas. Wow, this guy just works at planetariums apparently. <laughs> Here's a quote from him. I noticed the visitors to the museum and the planetarium were spending much more time looking at the moist towelettes than they ever did at the Mars rover exhibit that we had. They were very into my moist towelettes, more so than the exhibits. As small and odd as his museum of moist towelettes is, the cachet of scented wipes has captured the imagination of many who come to see it. Preserving a handheld timeline of pop culture history with his collection of fast food inspired wipes. The sort of moist towelettes in his collection range from baby wipes to special hankies that were used to clean up a typist's fingers that were blackened from old typewriter tape. Another product promises to wipe off radioactive contamination. Well, yeah, right here. I'm looking at a picture of that one. Radiac, radiac wash. Towelettes that wipe away radioactive contamination. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe that this would wipe away radioactive contamination, but you never know. <laughs> Since they were first invented, wet wipes have gained some infamy as environmentally unfriendly, especially those that are advertised as flushable. Uh, yeah, I came across some stories where everybody flushing these moist towelettes down toilets created a major backup in a couple of cities, uh, like a sewerage backup. I always struggle with that word, sewerage backup. Uh, Mr. French says, I don't flush my towelettes. I save them and collect them. I think that's better for the environment. <laughs> he probably saves all the used ones as well. <laughs> uh, he says running his museum doesn't take that much time. For most of his day, he creates publications for the planetarium about what's up and coming in the night sky. Some visitors come, enjoy a night sky show, and then end up stumbling upon his little museum. But it all started with an inside joke with his friend. And they go on and on about the history of his friend who died, apparently. Um, I find this 
little strange museum to be completely fascinating, to be honest. I like museums of strange things. There's like a banana museum somewhere out here in the desert. And, of course, there's a basket-weaving museum on Nantucket that I thought was odd. Can you guys think of any other strange museums? The Museum of Poop, which I alluded to yesterday in Tokyo. Uh, Call the show if you know some strange museums. Or email me, funnyjones at gmail.com, 646-450-2012. Maybe I'll get some moist towelettes that say weird AF news on them. Would you guys be into that? (laughs) Just, Just some strange marketing ideas that come to me. A potato shortage is affecting French fries from Japan to Kenya. Did you know there's a growing global potato shortage right now in the world? This is a very big problem for a planet that's addicted to French fries and potato chips. Ooh, I love me some salt and vinegar potato chips, my favorite flavor. What's your favorite potato chip flavor? You can say it out loud. I can hear you. No, I can't. (laughs) Just kidding. A number of popular items, including cream cheese have faced scarcities. You guys know that because I covered the cream cheese debacle that's going on in New York City at the bageries. Oh, boy. It's a a damn tragedy. What's going on? Well, supply chain disruptions wrought by the coronavirus pandemic and extreme weather causing these scarcities. Potatoes are the latest to join the list, becoming unevenly available in some countries and fast food chains because of a confluence of factors, it says. In Japan, for instance... McDonald's locations stopped offering large and medium-sized French fry orders last month after pandemic-related supply chain issues and floods delayed potato shipments. Days later, in South Africa, leading makers of potato chips warned that potatoes were in disturbingly short supply after a very bad frost and excessive rains led to low local yields on top of global sourcing shortages as well. In Kenya last month, Kentucky Fried Chicken locations struck French fries, known locally as chips, from their menus as virus-related shipping delays held up containers full of potatoes for over a month. Um, KFC Kenya had to tweet, You love our chips a little too much, guys, and we've run out. Sorry. In the meantime, the chain offered customers the chance to swap in other menu items like chicken, buns, soda, coleslaw, and ugali, which is um, a maize-based uh, snack as well. Shout out to my, I actually have a loyal listener and fan in Kenya, a couple. Uh, one of them named Felix reached out to me to bring to my attention the potato shortage and that KFC was given out this Ugali and then told me what Ugali is. And now I know, and I'm learning and I like to learn. And oftentimes I learn not just through my own research here for the stories, but then you guys send me a little message to correct me or teach me a little something extra. Just We're all learning, guys. This is what we're doing. It says here in the article that pandemic or not, potato shortages crop up from time to time because of bad weather, blights, or labor disputes. China, Russia, India, and the U.S. are the world's top potato producers. Did you know? But last year, U.S. farmers had to, had to destroy a glut of millions of potatoes after lockdowns and stay-at-home orders led to a steep decline in demand, including from restaurants. The U.S. potato crop declined by 2% in 2021, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Japan is the United States' largest overseas market for potatoes, according to the USDA. Japan has more than 3,000 McDonald's franchises and relies on potatoes grown in the U.S. and sent by ship from North America. Um, Well, we got to get you guys these potatoes, man, so you can have your French fries. 
kid. The idea that a McDonald's cannot sell you a medium or large fry is a total travesty. I suppose you could just order three or four small fries, but I mean, come on. You know, these are the fallouts of the pandemic that you just don't hear about on a regular basis, right? The cream cheese shortage. No French fries in Japan. I mean, it just trickles down, guys. It trickles down into all these little areas, little things that we take for granted. All those times I could get a cream cheese with my bagel in New York. All those times you went to McDonald's, you're like, give me the extra large fry. Give me the supersize the fry. Well, you know, so if you're eating French fries today, just appreciate that. Some people are going without. A very famous rat has died in Cambodia after saving many, many lives. A very famous rat in Cambodia has died. This is a famous mine-clearing rat who was, in fact, awarded a gold medal for bravery recently. The rat died at the age of eight. The rat's name is Magawa. Magawa's famous in Cambodia, apparently. Magawa was trained to sniff out landmines and detect explosives in Cambodia, and actually uncovered more than 100 of these explosive devices over an illustrious five-year rat career. The rat was trained by a charity called APOPO, Apopo. The rat would alert its handlers about the lethal mines so that they could then be safely removed from the area. Magawa the rat was able to locate the explosives by sniffing out a chemical compound within the mines and cleared more than 140,000 square meters of land in total. The APOPO said that the rat passed away peacefully over the weekend and spent most of this weekend playing with his usual enthusiasm. They added that Magawa uh, over the last few days had started to actually slow down and was sleeping more and showing less interest in food. They made a comment. All of us at Apopo are feeling this great loss of Magawa the rat, and we are grateful for the incredible work that he's done over the years. We praise his amazing sense of smell that has allowed communities in Cambodia to live, work, and play without fear of losing life or limb. Well, this is a very uplifting yet weird story about a rat who's also a hero, saved many lives in Cambodia. It says here about six million landmines were laid in the Southeast Asian country during its three-decade civil war, which ended in 1998. Magawa, who was bred in Tanzania, had to undergo a year of training before uncovering bombs in Cambodia. The rat was able to search a field the size of a tennis court in only 20 minutes, something that would usually take a human with a metal detector between one and four days. The mind-sniffing rat. Unbelievable, these things. Huh. Very impressed. How did they figure out that a rat could do this? That's what I'd like to know. It says here, an African giant pouch rat is what Magawa was, weighing 1.2 kg, 70 centimeters long. Two years ago, Magawa the rat was awarded with a gold medal from the UK veterinary charity PT, PDSA for, quote, life-saving devotion to duty in the location and clearance of deadly landmines in Cambodia. Now, 30 animals have been given this prestigious award, Magawa being the first rat to receive the honor. Magawa retired in June. They have a quote from Magawa's handler. He was small, but he helped save many lives, allowing us to return much-needed safe land back to our people as quickly and cost-effectively as possible. The charity claims a new batch of young rats have been assessed by the Cambodian Mine Action Center and have passed with flying colors, so there will be a future. 
The charity says a new batch of young rats have been trained by the Cambodian Mine Action Center to take the place of Magawa, as there is still much work to be done in this region with the clearing of explosives. Um, But we take this moment to recognize a hero, uh, Magawa the Rat. Unbelievable. Yay! Give us the news. It's the weirdest news. Give us the news tonight. Oh, we're all in the mood for the weirdest news. And you got us feeling all right. Do I got you feeling all right with the weird news? I try to make it funny too, guys, but I'm still under the weather here, doing the best I can. I am uh, still awaiting my COVID test results. It's going to be 72 hours pretty soon and still nothing. So I have no idea what I got here. I think it's a head cold. But if you if you feel under the weather, go get tested. Um, it's uh, usually free. If it's um, certainly if it is free, get just run out there and do it. it. Might take you a few days to get your results, but it's good to know what you're dealing with. Uh, I'm gonna keep plugging away with the show, even at my uh, even with this headache. I'm gonna keep doing it, and my my voice is starting to come back, sort of. So we're just gonna push through, guys. Why not? Um, I don't think I can infect anybody if I stay in a closet, right? Isn't that a- <laughs> It's my own form of quarantine. I want to thank everybody who sent me articles, by the way. You know who you are. Super, super grateful. You can send me stuff to funnyjones at gmail.com or go to weirdafnews.com and you can click on send Jonesy an article. Uh, You can also reach me on the Instagram at funnyjones. Keep up with what I'm doing, which is not a whole hell of a lot this week. I'll tell you right now. Oh, boy. Laid in bed last night, watched some anime. That's what I did. Um, I'll tell you what, what I watched. You guys probably are curious. Old school uh, cyberpunk anime called Parasite Dolls. Super cool. It's three parts. It uh, covers a, a future where uh, we're living with robots. Robots are among us. You know, it's we're kind of heading that way. Anyways, some very cool, very cool um, old school anime. I, I recommend it. I don't, whatever you're watching, if you got anything for me that, that I should check out, if it's weird, I'll love it. You can email that to me, funnyjones at gmail.com, or you can call and tell me as well. Or just reach out however you can. Just let me know what you're, what you're recommending. I would appreciate that. I'd also appreciate it if you would check out the Patreon, because that's a way you can support the show. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And you can uh, buy Jonesy a cup of coffee a month. Or um, an emergency, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to get me. Ah, too much, too much. I got some people who called the show last couple of days, so I'm going to publish those phone calls. Feel free to do so yourself as well. Six four six four five zero twenty twelve. Um, and uh, I guess that's about it. I I miss y'all. Hope you're okay. Hi, Jonesy. So um, it's Luna from Texas. And I just want to say I love your show so much. And I wish my stupid phone didn't have so many parental controls so I could get on Spotify and give you a five-star. I guess just accept this as a five-star review. I'm sorry. Also, keep being yourself, please. Don't stop being yourself. You're the funniest person that I've listened to. Literally every time I get bored, I listen to you. Okay, sorry. For being so annoying and bye good luck with your life man
Yo, Jonesy, this is Smokey calling about your Florida Friday story about the dude dancing on top of the police car to the awesome 80s music like Hall and Oates. Anyway, he had the story about uh, a vampire girl or a girl with fangs that came to him and they were needing to save the youth of America because the vampires were going to come and take them all away. And this girl was warning him about it. And you didn't understand. I guess you weren't stoned enough to understand. If you'd been smoked up enough, man, you would have understood this story completely. She's the ingenue of the story, and he's the hero, and they got to get together at the end. And maybe she's betraying her own people, all the vampires, but you got to have a storyline here. And him needing to find the sheriff of Nottingham, man, that makes perfect sense because... Who better than the sheriff of Nottingham is going to know where Robin Hood is and his band of married gentlemen? You know, when you're taking on all of the vampires, you need to be able to find marksmen that can shoot them right through the heart. A, a, an arrow man with its wooden shaft, that's the equivalent of driving a stake through the heart of a vampire. And you need marksmen like Robin Hood and his men that can shoot an arrow right through the heart of them and kill those vampires. Dude, man, they're dead. Right through their heart, man. That's going to take care of them. Yeah, man, if you'd been smoked up enough, you would have understood that story right away. And the girl and him, as the hero, they get together at the end. And as far as being able to, uh, you know, get together and uh, sing the awesome songs of Holland Oats, well, man, who can't do that, man? You said Sarah Smile? That's the, that's easy to do. All you got to do is just say, Mm, let's get in the groove and say, Baby, baby, with the woman's eyes, I can feel you watching in the night. Come along with me. I've been waiting for the sunlight. When I feel cold, you warm me. And when I feel I can't go on, you come and hold me. It's you and me forever. Sarah, smile. Oh, won't you smile a while for me, Sarah? Hi, Jonesy. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. Just kind of wanted to let you know that you mentioned on the podcast the other day that you were waiting for COVID results. Well, I was going to let you know I'm in the same bed. I'm waiting for test results, too. There's seven girls in the office, including myself. So far, four have tested positive, and if I'm positive, I'll be the fifth one. So hopefully that won't happen. And heck, one of them's even had it twice. So, and won't get vaccinated. <laughs> but I'm vaccinated and boosted, and I'm like, at least get tested. No, I'm fine. So anyway, oh, the story about Turkmenistan and their gateway to hell. 
if they don't want it anymore, they can send it over here to Georgia. <laughs> the perfect place for it. Be one less Halloween decoration. And I think it'd be pretty cool. And we will literally have this street to ourselves because nobody would want to come near it. It would be perfect. So I can't speak Turkmenistanese, but if we could work that out, that'd be, oh boy, that'd be fun. That'd scare everybody. But anyway, I'll just let you go and I'll let you know about test results. And I hope everybody in the Weirdo Nation is safe and COVID-free. And I hope your test is negative. And hopefully mine will be too. I've got my fingers crossed. I've crossed my eyes, but it hurts. So love you. Love y'all. Everybody take care. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Okay, Google, who is the president of Turkmenistan? The president of Turkmenistan is Gurbanguly Berdimuhamedow. Susie, you're better off without him. Leave him in Florida. <laughs>